we are as an industry more reactive to uh, designing things than proactive when alexa was launched many years back turn taking was not even possible or remembering and the context was not possible people if you said what is the weather in seattle it would say the weather is rainy blah 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 if you say how about michigan it would not know what you are saying people started saying oh you know it does not work you know i want more conversational that's when they went back and fixed some of those things but if there was a set process where we are thinking end to end about all of those things if they were right frameworks in place which will help people think about all of these end to end so they can design an experience which works and not you know something we have to go back and fix back and forth after we have launched it i want people to make wise choices from the beginning the basics to thinking about ethics privacy inclusivity everything that is the vision with which i started the academy and uh, we provide you know intense course welcome to the sound and marketing podcast today we conclude our interview with shamala priyaga from ford we talked all things voice first in auto including voice ethics her digital assistant academy and her predictions for the future of voice technology say for instance a company may have investors invested in you know x company how can we protect about what is being transmitted orally or vocally through these voice automations against personal or company agenda is there anything being done i'm not aware of uh, you know something along these lines but see basically what happens is when like you mentioned you know personal agenda for example if there are partnerships you know of course there are partnerships because there is a mutual benefit you know both of them see now when you talk about mutual benefit you have to give me some information i will give you some information that's how it is it's you know uh, two way sharing which happens so it could be at any level it could be for any kind of experiences you know uh, i mean i cannot talk a lot about you know all the different partnerships and all of those things but in general it's about uh, you're trying to get benefit out of the partnership the other company is also trying to get benefit out of it so when that happens there's of course you know a lot of data being uh, you know like shared and there has to be some agreement uh, in between and every company have their own you know like terms and conditions and they have their own policies of how they would use the data or share the data or how much data they want to own and all of those kind of things so it's kind of an interesting thing you know like uh, companies have to really start thinking about it because it's not just like you know your product it's like partnerships you know like even uh, with vendors it's the same kind of thing and i wanted you to um have have some time to also talk about a really important project that you just took on um one of one of the things about you know voice the voice industry it just kind of showed up and i feel like developers like yourself i think people just kind of uh winged it cuz they're like okay well i'm going to make it here or i'm going to i'm going to create something i'm going to start at this level and then this person's creating and starting at this level and there was no standards put in place and one of the really great things that you're doing is you have an academy that you just started can you tell us a little bit about it yeah yeah of course so uh, like you rightly mentioned you know like uh, it's been more than 7 years now i've been in the voice industry and uh, like me many people in this industry almost everyone in this industry you know whoever is here from 20 years or whatever uh, they are all self made or self learners you know they did not uh, have any formal education so if you look at this you know i like to give the analogy of user experience like if you look at user experience many years back there was no set terms people used to call it everything you know like they used to call it human machine interfaces usability engineering 
we came to term with uh, you know user experience as a whole industry you know we came to that term of you know it should be called a user experience uh, around 2009 uh, i if i'm not wrong so it took a long time for us to you know like say like you know instead of all of these different terms it should be called user experience and it should have all of these different kind of things and then came the different process the new ex design thinking all of these processes if you look at voice there's no such thing like i mentioned you know like all the companies are having their own process you know what they do how they do it in fact the terminologies uh, when you look at you know like uh, uh, amazon would have a different process you would create voice scripts and you would you know you would adopt from the ivr world and how people have been doing certain things you know when uh, designing the dialogues and systems like that but when you look at some other company they may have a different approach now there are conversational platforms also so many of them you know which you can use to just create you know drag and drop dialogues and then integrate it with the systems but when you look at all of these things the biggest thing which is missing is you know like a proper process right from you know like how do you identify a specific use case uh you know like anything could be voice enabled now nowadays does that mean that we have to voice enable everything or does that mean that you know we need to be wise about what do we want to voice enable from that point to you know like testing it out we have to think about everything what i also realized uh, was you know like we are as an industry more reactive to uh, designing things than proactive simple example when alexa was launched many years back on taking was not even possible or remembering and the context was not possible for example if you said what is the weather in seattle it would say the weather is rainy blah 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 right if you say how about michigan it would not know what you are saying even most of the times it will not know even now you know like because it does not support that for most of the use cases so what that means is you know when people started saying oh you know it does not work you know i want more conversational that's when they went back and fixed some of those things but if there was a set process where we are thinking end to end about all of those things if there were right frameworks in place which will help people think about all of these end to end so they can design an experience which works and not you know something we have to go back and fix back and forth after we have launched it uh you know that's one part of it now second part of it is uh, also thinking about you know the overall voice or the dialogues or also the conversation for example when amazon launched alexa you know it was great and uh, they launched with uh, uh you know this name alexa because of the alexis library you know uh, i i don't remember the exact uh, you know location where it was but the uh, i think the alexandria or alexis i don't, I don't know some library you know i think Alex, alexis so uh, that library is huge and has lot of information so they were trying to make some analogy uh, with that and that is why they named alexa but they did not think about you know like people who already have you know uh, share the names how much they will suffer and to what extent and now what happened was uh, you know people who are you know like sharing names with alexa they were being bullied to the extent that some people got into depression so what we are doing is designing a reactive solution not proactive solution thinking about all of these and through the academy i want people to make wise choices so i want to teach them everything about you know like uh, right from the beginning the basics to thinking about ethics privacy inclusivity everything so that is the vision with which i started the academy and uh, we provide you know intense course again you cannot become a designer with a four weeks course or a six weeks course 
you know, and claim that you are a conversational designer or a voice interaction designer, similar to UX. It's a discipline and you need to have, understand ins and out, you know, you just cannot, you know, uh, do that. And uh, with the academy, the whole goal is setting the standards so that we can have set processes, we can have set frameworks, you know, which can be, which is tried and tested and will work with any kind of things. We are designing privacy frameworks. We are designing ethical, inclusive design frameworks. We are designing conversational design frameworks. So when you're designing something, you are designing a holistic solution and not just, you know, something like, oops, you know what, like Alexa did. You know what, we designed a solution, but it does not work for deaf people, you know? So now we have to show something on the screen. So let's launch Alexa dot, Alexa show, you know? So I feel like, you know, there's a lot which is happening. We are just experimenting, trying, testing, we're just going back and forth, but we are not really thinking about it holistically. I think also setting these systems in place will will save us so much time and then people can get to the actual creative element of it. They've got their foundation set, so now they can just go. And um, you, you made a very good point about the deaf. Um yeah, it, like I feel like it's kind of working backwards with hearables and audibles and um, trying to like set it in place with something that's already set in place. So it's it's it, it feels very like we're untangling a knot right now. That's what it feels like to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that you're putting this academy together, and I I hope that you have lots and lots of takers for this because thank you. This needs to be put in place. I believe Noelle Silver was talking about how she's working with Hacker University right now to put together actual course studies in machine learning, uh, developing machine learning as well. So I applaud both of you for doing that. You've been in the voice industry for, like you said, about seven years. What would you predict the future of voice to be? And this could be anything. This doesn't have to be automotive because um, you've got your your hands in lots of different things. But where do you see the voice industry in five years, in 10 years? Uh, I feel like, you know, we have come a long way uh, when it comes to voice technology from what it was uh, 10 years back. You know, now it is more natural language. There are more synthetic voices, more natural sounding synthetic voices instead of robotics. So we are seeing all of these things. I feel like, you know, uh, just yesterday I was uh, uh, looking at some article and I saw that uh, Google is, uh, you know, working with uh, some speech recognition systems, you know, trying to include people with speech impairments or, you know, speech disorders, which means that now these voice assistants will be more inclusive in future because now... As of now, they work for perfect American English. You know, it doesn't understand my accent most of the time. And then, uh, you know, it works with no background noise. You know, if you have background noise, you have to, you know, uh, uh, taper it so that the assistant understands, right? But imagine if you were having, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, like uh, a movie running in the background and then you are talking to the assistant, it will never work. So you have to mute it and then you have to go up. So in future, I feel like these voice assistants will coexist with the background nights. They will learn to understand and separate, you know, human speech versus all the other speeches out there or noises out there. And then they'll be able to, you know, like give more, uh, uh, better experience to the users. Again, the same way, you know, like more and more speech recognition, you know, being able to recognize the different uh, uh, accents, different, uh, you know, like kind of... Uh, uh, choices and all like how people speak and also being able to interpret those so it could be local slangs it could be any 
person who has any kind of speech disorders or anything. And because inclusivity is being talked so much about, privacy is being talked so much about, you know, these companies or, you know, the voice industry will start uh, moving towards more private, secured kind of thing. We'll look at, you know, how we can make it more. So privacy will become the forefront. Maybe privacy by design will become the first thing. You know, like when we are designing, we are thinking about privacy first. Would it be, because uh, I'm not sure if this is how Ford works or not, but is the cloud that you speak of where all of the, the natural process learning goes, is this a Ford cloud or is this an entire industry cloud? So would this be something that all automotive would gather from and have instead of instead of being in one one uh, company and then another? Is all this information being gathered into one place so that everyone can share so everyone benefits? Maybe in future that will happen, you know, because uh, there's a lot of noise in the industry right now and there's a lot of, um, you know, companies working on uh, something similar. So instead of competing, it will start and make sense to start complementing each other. So, you know, like uh, how um, wisdom of crowd became a thing, you know, like crowdsourcing became a thing many years back. The same kind of approach will start happening with, you know, like all of these kind of uh, voice related stuff, because in the end, you know, we all want the users to uh, benefit, right? And if as a user, you are, you have the choice to select which one, that's a different. But now if you have multiple assistants, you know, like, and you want to choose one, the other assistants are not being used as much because, you know, it's all about marketing gimmicks and all of those stuff. Um, so eventually it's not going to benefit. So what will help is complementing each other, maybe arbitrations, maybe coexistence, you know, like existing within the same ecosystem and being able to um, arbitrate or share the data in the cloud. So everyone gets the same kind of, it requires a lot of data, it requires a lot of training and all. And I don't know how that will play, but maybe that is the future, you know, that may happen. I would like that. I'm I'm very optimistic. I feel like if we play well together, we'll help each other. It's it's not <laughs> it's not this person's going to benefit over this person. I think that in entirety, you're going to have a better product, and people will be happy happier with what you deliver. So, I'm looking forward to that day. I hope that everybody kind of works together. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Shamala, thank you so much for your time. If anybody wanted to ask you any other questions, do you have any way for them to reach out to you? Uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn and Twitter. So, you know, they can reach me on LinkedIn. They can just search my name, Shamala Prayaga, or um, they can uh, look me up at uh, Twitter, S Prayaga, which is my last name. Uh, the first word of my first name and last name. <laughs> and I'll put this all in the show notes as well as the link for your Digital Assistance Academy. So, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm very excited to announce that I will be launching a course on sound's power and influence in marketing in early 2021, where we'll be discussing what sound is and where it came from, the origins of advertising, advertising today and predictions for the future, sound's role in decision-making and buying power, and how our brains process sounds to create choice and reaction. To sign up for early details, go to soundandmarketing.com or follow me on all the socials. For inquiries on sonic branding development or consultations, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. 
All links will be provided in the show notes. For more of the Sound and Marketing Podcast, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and share. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. This episode was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Isham. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more 